That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity, please. Welcome to episode 158 of That's a Shame. Hello, me hearties. Welcome aboard the good ship. Right, it's us. That was just some Halloween atmosphere I was conjuring. In fact, maybe we we'll keep it on low level no, the episode. No, no maybe no, we did. No, just to keep it on these copyright free line. things. You know, someone's no, put hard search. work into that. And we don't want to. No, but they are asking that we use it. And look, I'm going to credit it now verbally. It's uh, copyright free music by Royska Sounds. Releases, they're free to be used and monetized and use the generated content. That's what we've got here. Welcome back to episode 158. I'm Isaac. Your, do your Halloween name? I'm uh, Spooky Declan. <laughs> it gets me every time. How are you feeling? Pretty uh, hungover. Scared. Oh, yes, yeah, scared. Scared. Scary is what I was going for. Oh, I'm feeling scary. Yeah, because we don't want to position ourselves as the cowardly fearies. Oh, no, we're not. We're the fearers. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Now, this isn't quite scary enough for me. I'm going to go to another video. I won't be crediting this one unless it's really good. (laughs) So far, it's not. Free, free horror. (laughs) And Halloween sounds. It makes it sound like Halloween sounds and horror are just different, are separate things. Yeah, now I think our listeners are an astute bunch and I think they would have picked up already that this is yet another of October, the spookiest month the Lord gave us. What? Another of October's big scare episodes, and that's what we have been calling scare them episodes. throughout. We've been calling them that since the start of the show. As far as I remember, at least. Well, I, I don't remember I one don't enough to say differently. I don't listen back. Now, how are you keeping? Personally? Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, professionally. Oh, uh, professionally, fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's And all personally, good. privately? Oh, we really we, good. We won't worry about that. Well, October's a scary month for our personal lives, that's for sure. Is it? Well, it will be. It has been. <laughs> God, that was a little moment there that I felt I feared by. Was that? Was that? Was that some free horror? Or was yeah, that Halloween sounds? That was Halloween sounds. Okay. The horror is more like cackles, scrapes. The Halloween sounds. What about be more woos? Woo can it can be like a woo? That's horror, and then a Halloween sound would be like woo, like that. Ooh. Like someone's come out of a closet like this. <laughs> well, that's despicable. That's a, oh, that's that's really good. You've got some. F- Free horror and snuff sounds. I really, really <laughs> appreciate the vibe well that it's adding, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. Now, today, listeners of That's a Shame, all, what, three of you that remain aboard the ship, ever sinking into the sea, we have yet another horror-themed episode, and I've prepared that out of the goodness of my heart. I had help from um, one of our professional cleaning friends, Matthew Cleansmith-Greensmith. Oh, um, can I just say, what a bang-up job he did. God, he did, didn't he? Because this is the first uh, episode of the podcast since yeah. we had some... Sorry, can you react to that and be like, oh, first episode of the podcast. Okay. Uh, do you want to do it again? Go on. Oh, oh no, uh, you've gone back. It. Quick, That's find it. I'm going to run a bit. Ready? Go. Oh, this is the first episode since... Since what? Since we received some no, it's very, gone, it can be normal. very good news. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so like someone shut himself. We got our deposit back. Yeah, we did, didn't we? And no we got, one saw that. Back. And we got very drunk to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, how else oh, are you going to celebrate goodness. We got very drunk and I was very ill from work the next day. Mm. In one of those staggering coincidences Your that only the Lord gives Bay us. Beyblade factors off the chain, isn't <laughs> they it? can't get enough of it. Oh, I'd never heard of this Beyblade factor before you explained it. Well, apparently it's, it's a known thing. Where yeah. it's like, it's a scam on behalf of capital. To right. keep the working man down. That's just how I've seen it. That's maybe that a doesn't leftist, sound isn't? like capital. That might to be me. a leftist kind of loony left yeah. uh, take on it. But but you see it another way. I'm I'm sure. Mm. You see it as what a valid exercise in 
keeping people at bay. Well, you've got to make sure because think of all the money they're losing by not paying me. You've got for, to, to punish be there that people day for who, that unpaid who won't do, who won't be the cog that you need them to be. Exactly, yeah, that's true. Um, so we got that back today. You met our our land, our elusive landlord lady. Miss Regina, we won't say her surname. Well, God, it's I think we said it last and time, <laughs> but we won't say it anymore. And she's no. she's given a very generous offer with regards to us getting a, a dishwasher. In the yeah, floor. well, you've you've wanted to get a dishwasher since we moved in, haven't you? Because it's uh, well, it's because no one else does any washing up in in the whole house. Well, and it's it's a tedious process, the old washing. Oh, up. I do hate it. Um, and we've lived for two years with a dishwasher. Yeah, and you that was very good. To a certain standard mm. of. Excellence. Now, uh, Regina, she's come round. Yeah. She's had a little look yeah. at, at the plans. She, yeah. I'll be honest, she didn't seem uh, knocked down by them. No, well, she wouldn't be. She's she's experienced. She's been a landlord for 30 and years. And one of the things that I guess must be rocking the landlord's boats at the moment, the collective good shit landlord, is these new laws that you've, well, you've, you've told me Have about. you heard about the new laws? I honestly had not. And I pride myself, generally speaking, on keeping up with new laws. With all the laws. Um new developments generally generally speaking but but I, this one had passed me by yeah well I, and I'll be honest I, I wasn't sure I haven't actually looked into exactly what they are no, I, can well, she's ma- told you I can only imagine they're punitive beyond belief mm. because poor Regina yeah well she we pay her what oh, 17 pounds a day 17 25 a month something like that yeah um between us to to live here um but Bless her, she's not because of these new laws. Yeah, she's not making a penny off of this place. Not a single, not one. That makes me feel bad. And we were just throwing around the idea before because we're charitable guys. Mm. I know you give to the the deaf children. I give to some expensive dogs. Mm. And maybe if we could chuck in like some extra rent on top of our obligated, it would, just it would, to keep her afloat. It would only be right because otherwise we. <laughs> We're going to be in the weird situation of being richer than our, our landlady. Oh, I'd hate that. And that's just such that's a such kind a of perversion of the system. It'd be a real Halloween nightmare, like this sound will convey. Oh, that's very mournful. Yeah. That would be what it was like. Wouldn't mm. it? That would be like us at the funeral of of landlady prime. So what she's what she suggested for a compromise. Us, yeah, and and that is what it is. It's. It's the best form of negotiation, yeah. as we've seen with the Brexit. Yeah, it's all about meeting in the middle. And so what she said was, we, we can indeed have a dishwasher. Yeah, because what I proposed was like, you know, either we can buy one and get it put in, then we'll just take it with us when we go, because obviously if I buy it, it's my dishwasher. Well, it will be your dishwasher. Um, or, and then this was a nice, like, extending of the olive branch hand of friendship to Regina. I said, look, maybe you'd like to get in on it some favourable split probably in your direction let's be honest because everything else is in the world mm-hmm. and um, then when we the, leave apart from the new laws apart from the new laws yeah. yeah I didn't take those into account that's probably why she balked at the idea when we leave we'll leave the dishwasher there as well because it's obviously a very attractive addition to what? an otherwise kind to of anyhow. disappointingly fridge noised kitchen with no lights mm. <laughs> so Regina didn't quite go for either of those, but what she did was she, she craftily... She an option C. Yeah, and she took bits from plan A yeah. and bits from plan B. And like she's eighteen. A real kind of synthesis took place. To and the compromise that she came up with, and I, I think, listeners, that you're going to love this, is um, that we would pay yeah. to, to buy it and, and to have it installed. Yeah. And that, But then at, when we left at the end of the tenancy, yeah. we would obviously just leave it leave it there well she'd own it well it would be her I dishwasher. guess it's because anything that comes into her flat which this is well it's hers as is all all of the rest of the stuff we brought in yeah, yeah. maybe because, she'll let us take because some. as she said like if we because this is our foolishness mm. this is where Regina she knows the laws better than us yeah, if we'd mentioned this before we moved in yeah and I did and she, it, no, but I guess mm, I didn't mention it in accordance with some of the new laws I didn't put it in a telegram no and and Regina she's been a landlord for 30 years she knows how how this goes she's been around the block if we're going to improve her property yeah well that, no, that's, that's on us that's, <laughs> that, that's our cost that was bear. literally her uh, yeah her stance well it's a good stance and we'll really see how that plays out in the coming uh, days and weeks and spooky months spooky weeks and, yeah. well not years because we obviously won't be allowed to live here more than another couple of months <laughs> for sure should have had enough yeah now 
I'm going to stop the Halloween bed there because it's served its purpose for me. It's generated all the atmosphere I need. Mm-hmm. Like an adrenaline shot to the heart, I now feel fully in the hallow spirit. You? Oh, God, yeah. I'm brimming with it. I could see it. You cosplayed as a pumpkin today. No, that's just me. Okay, well, that's an interesting choice. Now, today, well, let's cast our minds back. Last week, we looked we at... through some incredible spirit content. We were, we were learning about the naysayers, the people out there for whom Halloween is but a distraction, but a an obstacle on the long road to Christmas, which they see as the end point of the year. Yeah. The holy of holies, apart from Easter, which I'm told is even holier, but certainly less fun. Oh, much. Yeah. Um, Halloween for them is just a problem to be solved, a fly to be swatted. And we looked at some of their foolish ideas and plans, and we looked at how to counter them with great, great knowledge, such as how to build an egg cocoon, an alien egg cocoon, and with thick rubber latex vein. And what I liked about the alien egg cocoon tutorial was um, the incredible um, depth of detail mm-hmm. into how to create it. But the, the same current mm. lack of any indication as to what it was or why. Yes, or or some of the crucial steps where it was like there was a lot of setup, there was a lot of like post there was a lot of like gilding that mm. alien egg lily. And then there was and then there was just a lot of it around. Yeah. And I personally thought we might have missed but that could have just no, been your laptop. It could have been, yeah. It could have been any, anyone's guess. This week, we're going to take a very different approach to Halloween. And it's one based, of course, on respect for the season. Because course, what? you've got to respect That's the dead. That's what we've got. Yeah, you've got to respect them. And, and who's more dead? Not just the dead, but the, the ghouls and the ghosts and the phantoms and the monsters. Yeah, too. I suppose the living dead, you might say. Or the, the unliving alive. Uh, yeah. Maybe some mixture of the two. This week, we're going to be looking at the murky territory that is the urban myth. We're urban guys. We live in the urban environment. Each day, we travel on urban transport, the tube, the bus, the street, to urban jobs such as utilities or teaching or anything else that we might care to mention, photographing abandoned buildings for unknown terrorist orgs. And as such, we encounter a great deal of these Sometimes myths, sometimes legends, sometimes all too real. But creatures of the night oh. and the day. Because not oh. every urban myth happens at night, and that's something we're going to look at. I've compiled a list of 11 of the greatest urban legends this country, this land, has ever come across, alongside a randomly generated, courtesy of springhole.net, series of shout out to the spring hole lads yeah, well done series of um i guess wild card editions ranging from for example creepy pasture and horror creeps to spooky and quite possibly haunted houses causes of death paranormal and weird events plot punter horror edition and creepy pasta supernatural horror story prop generator and by combining one of these scary guys or girls with one of these randomly generated prompts. We're going to try and develop a backstory for these characters to really get to understand the guy behind the idea, the real real meat on the skeletal bones of today's urban legends. That first little tab on the Wikipedia that says background, where no one's really gone on there, that's what we're doing. That's the foundational work that sets up for the discography, because you just can't quite remember what that album was called that they released. Exactly. Now, I want to start off simple, and there's no particular order to these, other than perhaps we could invent our own order, which is Severity of Evil. Okay. And maybe the... Because f- I reckon, like, when you're a kid, the, some of the first urban myths we learn about are Mother Goose, Ugly Duckling, these kinds of urban myths. Jack that and the an urban myth? It, it was back in the day, yeah. Because back in the old days, the Beanstalk Town, that was probably like like their Paris. Right, I see. Yeah. I, I never thought of it as an urban myth. I thought of it Well, urban is a very relative term, isn't it? Yeah, no, but I, I suppose in my head, an urban legend is something that's purportedly true. Yeah, and, and so are all of those. So that's where that comes from. Mother Goose. Yeah, she's very true. She's a real... Well, all geese have a mother. And Jack and Jill, they are they... Well, I didn't even mention them. I was talking no, about but Beanstalk. I'm just, but no, they, I'm asking, like, are they... Do they, they count? Is that they an went myth? up the hill to fetch a pen of water. What's unbelievable about that? No, but I'm just saying, I didn't know. He fell down and broke his crown. So they... they they're sort Jill, of, naturally, she will come tumbling after to suicide pact. 
And I said, really, they're a kind of Adam and Eve figure. They are. They, well, they fell from grace because mm. the Lord pushed them off that hill. Why? Jill just fucking booed him. He I said, think. thou shalt not crown unto thyself without me. And pointed it in his own And chest. they done a his back. Yeah, they crowned each fucking other. Fucking hell, right they deserved up. everything they got. Dickie Clive is one of our first uh, mans of myth and legend. And you'll remember the legend of Dickie Clive from your youth, of course. Yeah, it was a big one uh, out in, in Essex. And Dickie just Clive. to refresh your memory, there are there are kind of three elements to the to the Dickie Clive story, and maybe you can kind of synthesize these into your own version of how yes. you remember it. Obviously, someone from the past appeared in a van, and then people are known to vanish into the air in the outskirts of a town. That can be any town. Now, sorry, say that one again for me. People are people are known to vanish into the air in the outskirts of a town. I see. And lastly of all, someone appeared out of nowhere in the subdivision. So it was kind of in those murky waters that Dickie Clive made his name. And if you could just drop us the backstory there. Well, Dickie Clive was, um, he was a handyman, wasn't he? I, th- I think it, well, not necessarily handyman because I don't know that he was necessarily what he purported to be. But no, but he traded you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he did, you know, I don't want to, I'm not defending the man, but he no, did do some legitimate handyman work really as well. So yeah, get that. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. He knew he knew his way around. Yeah, like, he wasn't. You know, this wasn't a, a problem for everyone. Yeah. Like he had some some friends. Just like you know, Dracula. Yeah. If you're as long as you're not Van Helsing. Yeah. Or a, you're you're a probably girl. fine unless you're just a seventeen year old yeah. girl with blood like that. What and is a virgin? Yeah. But yeah. The, and your blood has to be really good. Uh, Otherwise, he's not. You know what? He he's not as discerning as you might think. Really, mm. that, that doesn't and that's what happens much. when you have hairy palms. Mm. Quite a horrible. No, bit. no, no. It's good. So, oh, sorry. So, Dickie yeah, so Clive, Dickie Clive, he, he would tour the town. Yeah, um, which was um, yeah Swindon and the surrounding. Well, I guess what we now know is Swindon. Yeah, because this was your. It was it was yonks ago. Mm. It was honestly ages. You can't. You can't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't on. want to put a date on no. it. Um, but he did have a van, yeah. Uh, crucially, so <laughs> so. But when we say van, I mean that's a term that comes back. That no, goes it was back. Ford Transit. Okay, uh, but this was like honestly ages ago. Yeah. Um, One in, thing that's interesting about Dickie Clive is that his name was Steve. Now that I guess the sometimes when these stories get passed down, details will change. But even on on his own gravestone in those days. He was known as Steve. Yeah, but the thing is, is that Dickie uh, and Clive were never about, like, his first name. Like, Clive, obviously, is the surname. His name was Steve Clive. Uh, Classic Steve Clive. Two VEs and two names. That's Dickie, that's gonna though, be. was more about his um, well, ponchon. His cock, I suppose, is why. I, I was going... I, I think we heard a different version, but... Remember okay, I, no, no, go on. We'll no, we'll, no, no, because remember, I grew up, like, further out from London like you've yeah, got a much yeah. more urban area That's where true, yeah, the guess. myths tend to be more shocking mm. because the people are more base well I suppose and what was your version of it was about his well, what he would do member. is he used to pretend that he had a what is referred to as a dicky tummy oh he ate dick no he would just vomit on on passes on oh. the people in the van the people in the van yeah, oh yeah. So he'd trap people in his van and then yeah, all over. Yeah, like, well, as you'll remember, he would come round to your house to do a bit of handymanning. Yeah. And then. Handymanning, I think. Yeah. Sorry, just to pull you up on the process. Well, I believe actually it were pronounced handymanning. <laughs> said. Um, back in the days. Yeah. Um, he'd come round and he that the interesting thing about him is that as much of a monster as he may have been, yeah. still kind of a stand up guy, he would do the job. That's good. He it? would do the job for you, but he would then also put you into the van. But he wasn't charging you then. Uh, was the payment that he, the only payment he expected was not souls or blood. It was just no. be vomited on and in. Well, yeah, and get in the van. But the, you know, I suppose- That's just the cleanliness. I suppose the shady aspect of it is mm. that on the invoice, it did just say like 50 quid. And so people were like, um, yeah, sure. And then he was like, I don't know. They, they give him the money and he, he'd just throw it away. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, it's not, and he'd go in the van. And that's why his cause of death was, uh, it was stroke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, it I was guess... tragic because what used to happen is he'd drive you out to the outskirts of Swindon yeah. and people would, scare quotes, vanish mm. into the vanish. air. Vanish. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and um, 
what they say is that on the many roundabouts of Swindon to this day, you can still smell the vomit from the dicky tummy. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the thing is about this, like, this vomiting is, as you'll know, because you love vomiting. Yeah. And that's not even... That's that's not a lie, listeners. He actually really does I'm like it. I, if I have to, I'm going for it big time. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a pro chunder member of the Ooh, of the team. Word, no, no, you do. No, I don't. See, so you said that about bog last week, and now you've I've started using used it all the time. It makes me sick. You keep to the talking back about bogs and turds. You oh, do. I, that's such slander. <laughs> Can we just look? I'm you, the Halloween <laughs> I have never. Would never use either of those no. horrific words. Bob, you have been using. I have not. You have. Only in irony. Oh, I see. <laughs> Back to the story. Fucking PewDiePie over here. So I remember the mayor of Swindon, he was out just opening a new roundabout, I think, on the day that Dickie departed. And Well, the thing about the vomiting is that it, it lowers all those electrolytes that you need. Yeah, exactly. And that... Well, it's stressful on, on the circulatory system as well, isn't it? Because well, you, say, like, you can sometimes break a blood vessel in your eye. And you know what the eye's close to? Well, it's the brain. And you know what they say? It's the first sign. Yeah. It's not in that acronym, but it is the first sign. And there was something about the steering lock in those those vans that are made for Handeman. Uh, that I guess he locked it into position. It maybe it was gone cruise control. And it was just going round the roundabout for many hours. And then the mayor spoke up on a big megaphone as the townsfolk gathers around to watch this horrific circus, this this carousel of death. And he said, there strokes Dickie Steve. Long way he <laughs> And that and, was it. And not many were expecting the man to come out as a pro Dickie Steve <laughs> candidate. But I'll tell you what, he was re-elected for the next five terms. And that was the story of Dickie Steve. Now, next wow. up, I'm going to just skip ahead. Just, just get, get, get yourself some, some copyright free. I'm going to just mix up the sounds here. Ooh. What's this one? It's got a kind of cackling quality to it and that's because we're talking now about the wheels up which now that's oh, a hyphenated term wheels up which and if you need your memory jogged look i'd be happy to do it you may remember that she lived in a large house with a quaint atmosphere in excellent condition the interior done in dark colors the yard tiny and severely overgrown also there's a big also neighbors say that the old occupant used to perform strange rituals there. Oh, not strange rituals. Really, really strange ones. Now, not just your run-of-the-mill strange, like, I don't know, Sunday Mass. This was properly odd ritual. How does it compare to the ritual that we did in the old flat last year for the spooky? The wine ritual. To, it was something mm. to do with every good poet, wasn't it? Like summoning a dead poet? It was to summon the ghost of a poet that had died right that, there. It's specifically like on the table that we yeah. chose, and we didn't find out quite how specific a ritual it was. Uh, it was it was a much weirder, I have to say, what she was getting up to in, um, well, it was the forest, I suppose, is where she was, the oh, forest that, of Dean. That is the classic. I just want to check here. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you've done well to get the, well, actually, this one doesn't say right free on it anymore. No, no, well, we but, sue us. <laughs> No, don't. But, you know, you, don't, you guys don't. You've done well to to sort of source yeah. on on the most well, part. It's fair use. It's fair. Um, sort of copyright free. I just want to make sure that what that this urban myth. It's not any kind of infringement upon the Blair Witch Project territory. No, no, because they're because because uh, currently it's a witch who is doing spooky goings on and rituals in the woods. Well, I don't believe the Blair Witch did anything ever. Uh, do you and not? Actually, the story of the Blair Witch is a story about the European fear of of itself. As a destructive colonial force. No, is it? Yeah. And that's why they said it in the US. Where it's the proto-Europe, isn't it? We've always said. Proto-Europe. Yeah. They're the new wow. European. Oh, I see. That's right. what the yeah. magazine's about. Yeah. It's about the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> it really went off the rails. <laughs> Two years after the referendum, God, still no change. The they plot. just did not know. There's only so many times you can retweet the FBPE people. The wheels up which she started in skate parks, that's for sure. And it wasn't just skate, skateboards and roller skates that she was attracted to. It was really anything with those very particular kind of bearing wheels. That was horrid. I'm talking shopping trolleys. I'm talking uh, some very bizarrely adapted surfboards. Some of those safety tricycles that you give to young children and saw puppets. And it was to those that she kind of laid claim, I guess, in her demonic arts. 
And of course, that's going to run and just headfirst just into issues. Refresh with... my, just refresh my memory very briefly. Uh, why was... Why? Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> with a witch of this calibre... That's the good thing about can, urban myths, is that you don't, have to, you don't have to know that. Look, I'd love to know that. And much as study has been done into the the wise and that was by yourself wasn't it well I've written several blog posts on it Mm. and I stream nightly on Mixer (laughs) (laughs) to an audience of up to two in a plague doctor mask (laughs) (laughs) just expanding some of my big theories but as of yet none of them have have kind of kindled much in the way of investigation Mm. the wheels up which for me is is a story that's less about the witchcraft because you know what I'm going out on record I don't believe she had any special powers unless you count <laughs> mental illness <laughs> and boy in this household do we God, well it unlocks a whole new realm of worries and it, and it really uh, it really makes me question the use of the word witch here mm. it makes it sound like it was some old school misogyny because it yeah the word witch has for, since time immemorial been used to demonise powerful women from would you say that Hecuba she was to Hillary Clinton would, would you say that she was hysterical I would say not that I was she driven mad by the by the having of the womb. Oh, I just don't think she was, you know. But I think laymen, and I use the word men advisedly, <laughs> not lay women, not lay NBs, not lay people. Yeah, not lay persons, but lay men would have found her particularly threatening because she was, well, she was the Tony Hawk of the woods. I, and we can't forget batshit crazy. <laughs> Fucking lunatic! But God, she could she kickflip? She could kickflip, and she she had the most incredible ability to just hold all of these wheeled toys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I suppose more than the taking, it was the taunting yeah. that um, that really set her apart as a as a devious mind. Yeah, because she would stand there like a fucking <laughs> like that. No. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't what I was going to say oh, but sorry. I, I, I don't know enough to say that she wasn't doing no that. I believe she was there's not a lot of video, well there's no video evidence because it was it was a long past time yeah. um, we're talking the early days of skateboard this is <laughs> 95 this is like minutes this after like Marty McFly invented it <laughs> honestly very retro and she yeah there's and, but she would stand there like adorned yeah. like a big skating tree yeah. just dangled often with, nude instead of baubles yeah it would just be like well, the breasts odd, uh, well there were the breasts pendulous uh, but also sort of adorning those yeah sometimes covering tastefully sometimes grotesquely promoting yeah um, would just be like the odd bike wheel maybe sort a handlebar in between the, the legs and uh, you've got to assume, like, obviously her goal was clear. She wanted 360 degrees of revolution. If she fell on any angle, she'd be able to roll straight <laughs> straight on down the A street. bit like the bat bike <laughs> from the Dark Knight. <laughs> Just like that. And then some have said that's where they got the idea for it from. Um, I just... Uh, again, remind me, just a yeah. quick refresh of the memory. Uh, how, how did she, um, how did she pass, pass on? on? Yeah. Well, the cause of death was a peculiar incident involving a plush dinosaur and an acorn. And obviously never the twain shall meet. And obviously we need to say no more. Like, yeah. Everyone knows. You can't insert both and hope. Can, tell, the, tell the tale. Can I interrupt briefly the, the urban myths thing to bring up sure. something else that I okay, think... Okay, well, let me pause Yeah, that. do a quick pause of that. Okay, um, this is just... We're out of the Halloween. I just want to make that clear, everyone. We are out of it. Not as out of it as we could be, because okay, it's still something in. quite spooky. Right, go on. Um, what about the fact that Daniel Kaluuya is making a live-action movie about Barney the Dinosaur? I do really worry about that idea, yeah. And I I worry in not, not the sense that it's going to kill anyone, but in the sense that it... Well, no, it will. It will do that exactly. <laughs> it will probably. I have a feeling it's going to be frame for frame remake of the Joker, but uh, <laughs> with the dinosaur, is, yeah. As the city. Did you see his weird quote where he was something like, "We'll see if I love you, you love me" is a, a mantra that can get us through these dark times. Mm. And you're like, I don't think Barney ever pretended that <laughs> to be the same. <laughs> that it was a cure. <laughs> He, yeah. whilst, he, whilst there are obvious parallels, he himself never considered himself to be a Christ-like figure. I don't know about that, actually. I've not, I never watched Barney a great deal, but what I know of him is, is that he was an immense narcissist, to the point of kind of cult-like status. Cult, that was. Mm. Um, and I do expect that he, if he were alive today and hadn't perished, 
in yeah, the, go on, just um, <laughs> terrible incident. Pulmonary of fibrosis. Cause of death was blood loss resulting from a severed foot. <laughs> if it hadn't got to him first, then I I can only assume he'd be running for the GOP in two thousand and maybe now. Maybe you'd well, call an early election. So that Republicans would be running two dinosaurs. Halloween. Next up on our list is someone altogether different from the two we've explored so far. And just, who, are, who are they? Just to recap, we've had Dickie Clive, yep. he of the van and the stroke and the vomity mishaps, and the wheels up which she of the tattooing herself with, well, adorning herself with festoons of, of wheelish... Nonsense. <clears throat> I just realised that you never actually um, went into any detail on what your on your kind of South London Dicky Clive Dick angle. Yeah, well, he would just wank off in the supermarkets, and there was no van. There was <laughs> honestly the man barely had arms after what he was doing interfering with himself. He only needed the one. <laughs> Next up, we have Santa Diablo. The Devil's Large Lad. The Devil's Large Lad? Yeah, that's how we knew him, at least, growing up in in the, the fields of England, where I'm from. Oh, right. The field towns. What, where? Which? The simple, rustic village towns. Oh, where when were you there? Men would gather around the fire, women too, children even, sometimes Animalia. To and we tell get together to tell of... The Devil's Great Santa Big Boy. Diablo, the Devil's Large Lad. There he goes, riding off into the sunset. <laughs> but you'll remember that some of the some of the really mysterious things that happened around him. So obviously he was he was canonized. That goes without saying. Yeah. But his very name is a contradiction. Santa comes from the word Santa, meaning Santa Claus. And Diablo, well that's that thing that you flick into the air. Meaning yeah. cool stick trick. A trail of leaves was found in the cafeteria. Something went missing from a cabinet or cabinet. The bedroom was nearly destroyed by fire. Strange shadows were seen near the motorhome. A tractor vanished into the air near a motel on the summer solstice. And strange lights were seen over a library, also on the summer solstice. No. I didn't see that coming, or I would have grouped it them. It was a busy solstice. I would have grouped them all together. But God, he caused a stir, didn't he? Oh. Riding through the meadows of England... I can barely remember what with all this music. Well, this was his calling card, wasn't it? Is that... And, and ha, did he just have a sort of Bluetooth speaker on the back? Is no, he had two extra arms. Beneath, to play it. Beneath his riding arms, where right. he'd be, some would say, m- mounting the satanic steed and riding it hither and thither. Uh-huh. The other two arms emerged almost from the hips. Stunty little things they were, and not, s- quite, not quite fully grown. And sometimes they would take a, a break from playing this wonderful tune yeah to, to just to just take a tractor yeah well sometimes yeah just fucking um, pull it off the... and it was parked by the motel as yeah. often the tractor is this is interesting farmers, again, i did think this was pre-tractor fa- days farmers have to you know fuck sex workers somewhere as well yeah that's true. and and you know how are they gonna get there mm. ride the horse <laughs> come on <laughs> that's the devil's big boys whatever his name is santa diablo the devil's large lad oh the devil's large lad now, excuse t- why me. did why was he the devil's Lad, and why was he large? Well, he was the spawn. The literal... The spawn of the devil. The spermatozoic protege. Of Mr. Diablo himself. Fuck. Mr. BLZ Bob. That's crazy. Um, and the large lad... Yeah. Uh, he was endowed... Yeah. ...with huge... Teeth. Uh, ...horns. Uh, well, in his mouth. I call them teeth. Right, I horns. see. Yeah. They were kind of inner horns. Well, they, that's how I like to think of them. Mm. Least, yeah. Um, and they were, in fact, so big that they were outer horns, like a big saber-toothed Emerging cat. from the mouth, sometimes through yeah, the lip. Like, mm, just sometimes down. back up through the cheek into the eye. <sighs> like, and then those, back like those warthogs that end up dying because they're They tusks. self-impale. Yeah. Yeah, and that honestly, well, that is... And I'm pretty sure if you randomise... If, 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 if you check the cause of death... Yeah. Um, it was a beaded bracelet and a hairpin. So I guess if he if he hadn't used that hairpin, then the horn might not have come or gone through his brain. So it's, yeah. it's a, a word of warning. <laughs> it's an easy And that's probably where that evidence comes from. Because I, look, I don't want to be a cynic, but I don't necessarily believe that this one's true. The whole like religious angle, the spawn of Satan, it's a bit tired, isn't it? Like, yeah, I, I've heard... Um, 
rumblings right. through the grapevine that it was actually rumblings um, through a grapevine that it was it's all made up by big solstice bit oh, yeah big solstice just to, to sell more tickets to the solstice to the summer solstice specifically yeah with the hope that Santa Diablo the Devil's Lodge might do a drive-by yeah a the, ride-by and then like they get one guy normally the fat guy from the office yeah. the fattest person with the, the biggest, office possible biggest most prominent teeth yeah to, to just ride by yeah. and they get the smallest person from the office to to like sit under his coat and yeah. be the second arms and they and play this tune what did he used to cry when he went past he used to have a he used a to cry he used to cry oh uh, it wasn't so much a catchphrase Espanol. yeah i like that is that example. spanish well i didn't speak spanish, it sounded i imagine it might have sounded been. like a sort of offensive jewish no it's portuguese uh, <laughs> Port- these are Port- different things I, I call it myself right so yeah and there we have it, the legend of wow. Dickie Rido. <laughs> Dickie the Devil's Rido, big, the Devil's big, big son. Now, another of these urban... Le- now, this one's very much cemented in the southeast London area where I do You should it. probably... Yeah, I'm happy take to take the, the whole narrative lead on this one. This one is um, Younger Ishmael Fishfinder. Now, have I told you about him before? Sorry, say that again? Younger Ishmael Fishfinder. Yes, you've mentioned something about this. Yeah, I first heard about him. I was studying art. Um, you know me, I'm a talented artist. I did the the promo work for Abigail's Party. You did. Back in the day, your play that you and wrote. It, it somehow didn't make it to the actual final poster. I think that there was a rights issue. You wanted... Well, I wanted a loss. An absolute <laughs> fortune. Honestly, I wanted you to reattribute and the play po- to and me. And poor Daisy Hale just could not release the funds yeah, um, that will happen because they were very been, difficult to work with. they'd all been spent on dolls that friend of the show Dan had burnt yeah, into absolutely. dust so so yeah I think there was an issue but it was a fantastic piece of art and yeah and you, that doesn't come from nowhere that comes from years of study graft yeah with Mr Davies there was Mr Davies Mr Davies hard to tell them apart that one's tall one's short one's Brummy, one's scouse, one's blonde, one's got almost no hair, one's got a very pencilly presence, one looks like squares came together. Getting a real kind of Laurel and Hardy vibe. Well, they did hate each other, so if that's True. the case for them, then yeah. sure, why not? And uh, I was in Mr. Davies' art class, and I was probably learning about, I don't know, Gaudi, maybe, or, or Benin masks. I don't know who these people are. Well, they're arts, and one of them was a country just now. And I, my gaze as it wandered out of the window to think on the various artworks I'd be creating that day and then losing before I had to do any of the pencil work that made me feel sick to my stomach because I hate the feel of it. I I was looking out the window, sure, but my eyes fell downward towards a table where just there scratched, kind of catching the light in a really beautiful, moving way as if God had kind of set a, a light trap for me to notice. An artist follows the light. That's what we say. We say, yeah. follow the light, you'll find the mischief. Chioscuro. Mm, absolutely. And, and also with you. Mm. And so I saw that and I saw some scratching, some etchings is what we call it in the artwork. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced lino. I don't know what that is. So lino is a, it's a type like of Like the art. floor. It can be a floor. It can also be a, an art. And if you have it cut into a know. rectangle, you can chisel away at it with um, a metal scoop and form anything from a picture of a mouse to a picture of a rat. Like, I know I'm not um, as creative as you, but you don't have to rub it in by making up types of art. No, no, lino is a very big no, type of art. So. And they're etched into the table like like a great lino artist from years gone by because, yay, but this was an old etching. You could see, you could count the rings of age within it, weathered it was, sanded down by the million rubbings and potato stamps of years past was this graffito, I suppose is what you would call it. You would call it. I would call it art. You might call it a graffitus. I'd probably call it what it is, and that's vandalism. Okay, well, that that's kind of a, a very old-fashioned attitude. Banksy yeah. should be shot. On sight. Yeah. Well, that, I, no, I don't want to argue about that. Uh, this isn't an ethical debate. This Lock him in the tower. Okay, well, look, you make that a point on another podcast. For now, we're talking about Echos and graffitis. Mm-hmm. Younger, Ishmael, fish hyphen finder, fish hyphen finder, fish finder, younger mm-hmm. Ishmael fish finder. Now, do I need to explain younger to you, the providence of that term? No. Good, because it's obviously, it comes from the culture of gangos, where you're a gang member, a gango, as they say. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a youthful member, you're a younger, 
you find a gang member that you look up to, probably it'd be me, for example. So if I were a gang leader in the squad, in the youth, the NW9 Massive, for example, you come to me, you want to get involved in the gang because you're, you know, a couple of months younger than me, a couple of weeks or something like that. Um, you'd probably fashion yourself after like younger Isaac. I'd be older Isaac, you'd be younger Isaac. Wow. That's just kind of... And I'd adopt the rest of your name as well. No, there'd be no need for that because really we don't go by full names. Ah, okay. It's so about relinquishing that identity in favour of a group identity. So I would, but I, I'd be younger Isaac. Yeah, just... You'd probably be like just a little bit younger Isaac. Right, okay. And it's less about age, like I say. Like you could probably have an older, younger. If I, I don't want to confuse you. Oh, you already but have. if there were some young man with such strength of character that he had forged a sufficient identitarian path into the group then you could perhaps as an older member yourself say look as a mo- as a token of respect i will be younger ishmael Fishfinder. you be older ishmael Fishfinder. like that um sort of uh texan boy who does all of the old hank williams songs yeah oh what's his name gosh he's very creepy on twitter mason i think he's called yeah mason yes i don't love older mason his parents have manufactured his career and presence online. Yeah, I'm I'm younger Mason. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well I I look up to him. That's worrying and bad. If I'm to describe younger Ishmael Fishfinder's presence after that day, because like I said, I hadn't heard about him in advance. I started asking around. I'm not from the area. I was a kind of itinerant uh, educationary participant in Deptford. So I started asking around and I was met with this very weird kind of hush that was not characteristic of our friendship group at all we were a very open loving circle that engaged in all kinds of activities from four square to kick a penny up the wall anything you care to mention but when i said those words younger ishmael Fishfinder, yif as we yeah i was going to come on to this um people people were shocked and people were i don't know you ever had that experience where you you say something and the air gets kind of sucked out of the room and you know you don't know what it is, but you know you said something wrong. I guess when you're a child and mummy and daddy haven't been seeing eye to eye and you say, Daddy, is mummy not going to come with us to, to dinner tonight? And just kind of, there's an oxygen, a deoxygenation, I suppose. It felt like that, but for the entire playground, it was as if all 555 eyes in the school turned to me and said, no, ask no questions, we'll tell you no lies. All 555 eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, an unusual place to be. I, Very I, near a power plant. See, now I, I'm not from your um, neck of the woods. Ends. Oh, yeah, we I do say that. Sounds good. Um, you'll, yeah. be a, you'll make a younger Isaac now. <laughs> Just you. watch you. But um, I have heard whisperings of, of the fish finder yeah. myself. and um, But it must have been a very different story up in Essex because you don't have gangs or culture. No. Yeah. We don't. And certainly not. The, but the what we do have is um, an understanding yeah, well, of the duality of man. Okay. How does that come... Famed for it. How does that come specifically to the Essex area? Um, because on the one side, you've got London. Yeah. And then on the other, you've just got the sea. The sea. Mm. And so it's like the raw nature. And of then, London? No. And then the fish finding of the sea. Yeah. So a fish finder in your parlance, I suppose, would be a kind of a king of a village. A kind of a literal fisher man. Yeah, but uh, someone presumably in the kind of... In oh, the they'd sticks, be they'd, obscenely powerful. They'd own all the, the land or the territory. They've got all the heavies. Yeah. Um, but what what this means is that I um, I heard that it was you. That, that it was... That it was you. What was me that told you about the story? No. That, that you are the younger Ishmael Fishfinder. So the next you, one on the list is... That you carved that yourself in in one of your first visits to the altered state. Where is it gone? Next one on and the... And then you came, whoa, came out of the state, read it, um, and people would so turn away from you in on. fear, oh, like they do Tyler Durden. That's the flamenco. We just get that scary music back You're, you're right, pal. Yeah, no, I just thought we'd move on because that one, that one got a bit... <laughs> A bit weird. Oh, sorry. No, that was a bit personal. Really, yeah, go on. Um, next on the list, we've got Rory the Backwards Nonce. So, Roy or Rory? Yeah. Roy Ori. The Backwards Nonce. The Backwards I'm going to give you some of the facts of his case. Oh, I, I think he well, speaks for himself. There was a trail of mulch. You remember that much? That mulch, I mean. Sorry, you remember that mulch? Yeah. The bloodstained address book was found in the men's room. Well, where else? Uh, the kitchen was destroyed by fire. Mm. 
a trowel that had been recently cleaned was found on inside the bed. Inside the bed? Yeah. Roy the Backwards Nonce, I think he's like 1780, 1790 era. Um, it's obviously it's one of those things you can go on the a tour about these days. It's already commercialised, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't feel great about the idea that people go on these like chat the ripper tours. These were real people that were murdered or backwards yeah. nonced. Yeah, the, and respectively. And they're they're always like walking backwards, which is, you know, kind of misleading because that's not why he was called the backwards nonce. No. Well it was only because he diddled the elderly. Yeah. Yeah. And so thereby kind of invert the monk because he looked he looked a part of a nonce. Yeah, and, and it says in uh, Peep's diary, I think, if I pull up a quote, verily unto Roy thou lookest, and whence thou did, wouldst thou see a total big nonce. Uh, August 22nd, 1798, that was. Wow. And so even Peep's a man of particular kind of discerning eye. And mine. Peeps, let me tell you. You were a nonce. And I tell you what, like, you don't think of him as being alive in 1790, old Peeps. And yet, he was determined. (laughs) It's it's like 007, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's testimony to the power of the written word, though. Mm. Like Tom Riddle's diary, Romeo Giudetta Jr. Just keep him alive. Yeah. Any redhead that cares to pick it up carelessly from a cauldron. So, Roy, when he'd go about. Town. I think he was based mostly in the East End. Um, pretty much, now that I think about it, in the Whitehall, kind of Jack the Ripper area. Oh, yeah. He'd find old people's homes, what were they called back in those days? Grunge pipes. Yeah. Or no, like Scrangly, Scrangly Manor, something like that. It's, just, it's some, somewhere that captures that kind of old, dangly arm skin. The dilapidation yeah. of the flesh. Yeah, absolutely. Like a workhouse for just, just wings flapping left right and centre and those kind of like bloody like liver spots and like yeah well that's what turned him on it is and and that's something that you personally are looking forward to just as a side note in your own life what in what sense well being old enough to be backwards nonced oh no well that will never happen because we've stamped it out for the most part. No, no, I'm not saying that you will be backwards nonced I've got a description of Roy that I've just found online oh yeah um it now these are the, the pronoun it here and I, I don't know what to make of that. Well, it doesn't he doesn't deserve. But Roy it is clearly deserve. quite a gendered name traditionally. Right, but it doesn't deserve to have uh, any okay. kind of recognition okay. as, as being like you or me. It looks like a crocodilian with no flesh. It has been observed in turbulent homes. Those who have encountered it report gaps in their memories, and it's said that it exudes a horrible smell. Very much it. It's calling card there. Well, it all adds up. Yeah, Rohypnol and and uh, body funk. Well, if you if you're going to have like no skin, yeah, and you're going to nonce the elderly, you better make the most. And you're going to not wash, as I believe he didn't. Yeah, then you are going to accrue the most dreadful of odors. Yeah, um, and and you are going to be in a sense crocodilian because it's like a predator. Yeah. I guess the only benefit to this story, because this is one that, I don't know about you, kind of, I feel it on the back of my neck, is a real, like, upsetting, visceral quality to it. To think that he walks where we walk. He probably got on the same tube trains that we did. Back in Only back in those days, it yeah. was probably just water. It was probably just walking along the road. Yeah, or the Underground Road. Oh, yeah. The Underground Railroad. Well, not that. Well, I think it affects you because you're so close to the average age of his victims. But that's only because back in the 1600s, 1500s, when he was active, it was a long period. The average lifespan was 13, 14, at best. Right. And so I'm, you know, I'm in my early 20s. And how old was he? Well, no one knows. That's the thing. That's why I have to assume that either he is an amalgamation of various backwards nonces from over the centuries. Because you've got to think that, like, if he is hundreds of years old, yeah. fucking a 70-year-old is is basically just noncing anyway, isn't it? Noncing by the back door. Yeah. Um, I don't stand by that phrase. Only, I guess the only positive part for me is how the story ends up. It's an instance in which the long arm of the law... Because it came to a sticky end. Well, yeah, because they, well, they got him and they beat him to death. And they're pretty sure it was him. Um, Some of the clues were there. There was a missing tractor that I think was from the other story. (laughs) 
all these wheels everywhere. The- <laughs> and his stomach was dicky as you like. And the smell. Yeah. The s- now the smell, yeah. There was a real putrid odour to that man. And, and if you stink that bad, then you, you probably might have been a backwards nonce. Yeah. I think that's, we can rest easy knowing that the Met have got our backs. Wow. Well done, those guys. One such story which we can't, I'm afraid, dear listener, constant reader, provide you with any conclusion to because it's ongoing is one that I know haunts your dreams in particular Declan because of your personal ties to the case and I I don't mean to bring this up to upset you I don't want to just like launch into this without so maybe if I just pause for a second okay I just asked and he's fine having a chat about it I don't know what it is but it's um, going for it it's look it's Terry Turner the Babist burner Terry Terry Turner the, the Babist burner you, you're just gonna you're just gonna throw well I'll, look you're I'll just gonna throw Terry at me like that I look it's healthy to discuss these things I know that's a that's your I don't know how much baggage. help we could be I don't look I'm not saying we're gonna solve it but it's worth discussing because the more people that know the facts the more people the might be able to stop another Babis volume burnt. of Babis burnt <laughs> it, it's you could power a city and he did which Hockley. Oh, God, the city of Hockley. Let's just go over some of the facts of the case. A dead rat was found buried in the ground. Drop, that's not that unusual at all. I'm sorry, I think that was just incidental. Drops of foul-smelling liquid are found on walls of the stock room. Drops of blood were found on walls of the laundry room. A single bloody handprint was found buried under a shrub. (laughs) And a corpse was found on a tree. And, you know, like, I'm no fan of Terry, but it, it felt like we were we really were looking to find evidence when we found the buried handprint <laughs> under a shrub. You know, you're unlucky to have that sort of evidence found. Yeah. Now, Terry is a... Everyone knows Terry. Anyone who's, like, reads the papers, goes to the movies, has seen <laughs> the various... So they may have programs, programs. <laughs> in which he features. <sighs> but the... The reality of Terry is, is quite different from, from the kind of fictionalised image that we have. I don't know about you, but I get the sense that, at least the true crime podcast scene, they're, they're sort of lauding Terry as this ultimate... Well, they fetishise it. They do, and that's always been our problem with true crime. Um, whether it's that one that didn't play our promo, which I would like to exclusively <laughs> real... reveal, was called... Oh, true should... Crime Obsessed? Yeah. <laughs> They're a bunch of fucking <laughs> double-crossing <Cunts>. dweebs. <laughs> and I believe one of them is Terry. Terry Tubbs, Babis. Burning Burnham. all the babies. Yeah, he wasn't called Terry. the Babis. The Babis, yeah. Um, whether it's them or it's Dying for Crime, these are programmes which foster a kind of entertainment response. It's a callous way to look at the crimes of um, Terry. A man who will... and. Will has so far, will in the future and probably presently is burning Babis. At the drop of a hat. Yeah, that's all it takes. Now, we should explain um, some of Terry's backstory. And of course, like I've alluded to your personal connection, you were you were almost one of his victims when you were a Babis. Um, yeah, and that was weird because I, I wasn't even anywhere near Hockley when I was a Babis <laughs> myself. So, uh, which kind of paints you... Or your family as, as suspects, I suppose, in that regard. Uh, well, I wouldn't say so myself. It's interesting, I suppose, that the only known <laughs> Babis burning prior to his activity in Hockley was was you. Yeah. The boy who lived of the Babis burning universe. Uh, yeah, I don't have any scars. To... Not physical. No. Anyway. No. Well, not ones that we've seen. No. Not ones that you've seen. Effectively. Babis' skin is like plasticine. Terry, he used to work exclusively between yeah. the hours of six pm <laughs> and seven pm. Yeah, and what was his what was his profession that allowed for such a leisurely life? Smile. He was a freelance tutor. Ah, okay. But he specialised in the awesome. teaching of babies. Right, Babis, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Babis. Um, he would teach. He well, he would purport to teach yeah. them things like fire safety. <laughs> <laughs> When in actual fact, <laughs> if you look closely, anything but. <laughs> um, really, well, 
most of his um, defence, yeah. when it finally went to trial, yeah. was based around the fact that... Oh, no, I did say he was still at large. Uh, yeah, well, he escaped. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot about that one. But most oh. of his defence, and of course, like all narcissists, arsonists... Yeah, um, arsonists, we call them. He, uh, he represented himself. Yeah. Was based around the, uh, this idea that actually he hadn't committed a crime. It was simply that the babies had not... Sorry, the babies had not sufficiently followed his yeah. tuition. It was a lot like that um, study in Scarlet, Sherlock Holmes story. You know, the one where a lot of nonsense happens. It transpires there's a cab driver who is basically causing people to die by offering them this weird, like, impossible challenge. But he isn't technically killing them. And so he wants to kind of get off on that technicality. I think Terry, a very literary man as he was, yeah. Terry um, Terry Turner, the Babis Burner, yeah. he took inspiration from the greats. And it was a shame for him and for the character in Studying Scarlet that, um, that actually that doesn't count. Well, no... <laughs> Because a babis burnt is a babis earned. And by earned, I mean ten more years in the nick. It's uh, it's weird. And he, he he did that thing in court yeah. um, where he presented it and then he kind of sat back with it a smile. It was a smile. moment, wasn't yeah. it? A smirk on his face. And then he, he chilled me he, to the marrow. He sat down and, and then his kind of... Uh, his court-appointed attorney, who uh, obviously Terry did not allow to speak for him, just yeah. leant over and whispered, and and Terry just sort of did a, a disbelieving, yeah. it, well, he it was, was in denial, even, yeah, yeah. Um, shake of the head, until the judge said, "You are a fucking div, Terry." Yeah, Turner. You you killed all the babis yeah. with fire. <laughs> yeah, you're a burner of you're like going burner of babis. You're going you're going to the baby jail. Yeah. But not now. We must special because no. this was a cause no, of this, much no, concern this, in the press. This was a real misstep by it, the judge. Yeah, he thought how better, like what a great contrapasso, than to put him with a lot of unburnt babis mm. for a while. <laughs> but it turns out to Terry, these were a little more than fresh meat, fresh uncharred, state provided <laughs> victims, babis fuel, and <laughs> and boy did he go to town in what some have called the greatest miscarriage of and, and there was a kind of a prophetic moment from Terry himself in the trial when he was sentenced there where he said I'm going to burn that fucking place to the ground <laughs> and and people wondered what he meant and it was only <laughs> days later yeah. that, the, that the real clarity of <laughs> Of his, of his ability to foresee yeah, um, came be- into in, and some have said that it's supernatural but I don't know I think no. the jury's out on that I think he was just always one step ahead yeah, as he has been ever since he taunts the police regularly with sort of weird it's about to start a Vine <laughs> video Vines that I can quote from <laughs> let's just get some of those spooky sounds back up um, since that fateful kind of Babis burning we've seen like I say movies pro- programmes uh, abound on Terry and they're always they always hint that although yes he's not as active today as he once was an older man by now he must be what 25 30 even that Terry is just kind of biding his time is that something that you you see as likely is he like the cicada maybe just in hibernation for one more 17 year it like cycle before the Babis burnings begin anew I think that he's quite possibly um, elsewhere in the world honing his Babis burning techniques somewhere where British law and can't democracy him. can't touch him. Yeah. I'm thinking somewhere like Venezuela. Uh, yeah. Because they'll let you get away with anything uh, out there as I, I read that on the news. Yeah, well, the news <coughs> wouldn't mislead us. No. About that. Um, and I think that he's just waiting because, weirdly, uh, another of the... Um, Flaws, yeah. I suppose, of the British um, criminal justice system, yeah. of which um, there are many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which has been exposed through this, is that um, <clears throat> the statute of limitations on baby burning is yeah. six weeks, <laughs> and, so, and some of the babies weren't even four <laughs> weeks old. And so, really, any minute now he could be back, and yeah. there's nothing that we can do. Yeah, it will only be a matter of years before what Terry referred to as the baptisms of fire begin. Once again, with a, a very, ex- wow, I mean, one hates to imagine what it must be like, but boy, they must burn bright. Well, that's as they ascend. Yeah.
into what the next life into no just in the sky I see like smoke God rest his soul what Terry no the Babis oh, okay the last one I want to look at today is um, I've saved him for last because like I alluded to he's by far the most evil and I, honestly what? so worse than Terry yeah worse than Terry oh, I don't know that I know that this worse one. than Terry um, you might not know about him he's kind of an underground chap I don't want to um, <clears throat> I don't want to cast any kind of aspersions or anything right um, but I think that one of the signs that we do live in a society yeah well we do most of the people we do though yeah 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 just most of the people on this list yeah well they're men aren't they they're white men of course they are yeah who else is gonna fuck you well apart from the the witch oh was she not a white man no no she was a white woman yeah but she did have dreads she was a white woman with dreads and and so that's basically a white man yeah absolutely right I want to hit you with this guy and I don't want to scare you I know it's quarter past 11 you're going to be going to bed soon I don't want to fill your night with the kind of terror that will cause you to wake please in don't in a screamo as you sometimes do uh, have you done I've so far in the new flat no okay, too well, comfortable maybe, maybe tonight is the time when I tell you of a figure who is dog like with claws and has been known to appear out of nowhere in the outskirts of town you know the outskirts of town oh yeah very rarely the middle of town often the outskirts yeah strange lights have been seen over a car on the winter solstice on the winter solstice I don't know if that's related an ice cream cone was found floating over an ice cream van I think that might have just been oh god (laughs) a truck found embedded in a tree someone appeared out of nowhere oh no I'm talking of course unless it were not obvious of Barry Tool and the Pool Hall Cagool Barry Tool and the Pool Hall Cagool yeah need I say any more nope cool <laughs> well that's it isn't it he was one evil kugel wearing <laughs> pool hall haunting he's been Barry. seen around recently he's, has he yeah where on, on the outskirts oh no are you listening oh he was the dog like figure idiot. time is reported to reverse near the scrub <laughs> so you want to watch out for that he's a scrub as yeah. well no way god a pet turns out to be a deadly monster a pet turns out to be a deadly infected. <laughs> a deadly infected monster? I guess so. Suddenly, a fuzzy mechanic vanished without a trace. All of that is is Barry Tool, the pool hall, Kugul's doing. Barry Tool, Barry Tool, the pool hall, Kugul. <laughs> a man who picked a name so cumbersome that the police have been unable to even enter couldn't, into the database. Couldn't be bothered to find him. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and, and how did he die? He's still alive. Oh, God. And he's, he's made it clear that he never plans to die. And that he can't imagine him... He says, I can't imagine me dying. I can imagine someone like you dying. It's not someone like me. And prob- quite possibly by his hand. Yeah. Or Q. Now, one rumour that I want to put to bed, because I, I think this is foolish. I think it's fear-mongering. I don't think we should be party to it on, mm-hmm. on That's a Shame, is that Barry Tool, the pool hall cagoule, might... Might now, this is like I say, this is a strong maybe. Have teamed up with Barry Terry Turner, the Babis <sighs> Burner, to form some kind of unholy alliance based on yes, Babis Burning, but also some kind of coat <laughs> drowning <laughs> that while throwing ice oh, cream yeah. cones over now, a pool hall isn't where a swimming pool is, of course. So no. I just remembered, mm. yeah, it's where you play pool, yeah. So I guess there's that's a weapon, isn't it? The pool yeah. hall, you can weaponize the club the, the pool club the pool uh, ball as well mm-hmm. if you throw it at a babis or if you just hold it or maybe put some of them in some socks or you could stuff someone into one of the pockets and then probably set just... the table on fire it's a perfect storm it writes it? itself it really but does. that's not true you were saying I don't know the jury's out goodness me it only remains for us to see if I don't know something might happen <laughs> to, to Declan I, I, I don't know like, let's just no, well, let's hang just on a minute well, I'm not why saying, would it just be me? Well, because we want to use you as bait. Because you've got a Babis-like why quality. Do, so why do we want to use me as bait? Because you, you're you going to be able to handle the physical elements while I'll be there to swoop in. I'm not wearing a costume. You don't have to. Okay. You've got a kind of Babis face. You've got a Babis yeah. complexion. And yet the the kind of presence of a man who likes a game of pool. Yeah, sorry. We, we should have mentioned that more specifically Terry's name is Terry Turner, the bearded Babis 
burner. Yeah, that's he only brackets. he only burns bearded babbis. Yeah, um, and, and that's why. Well, that's, actually, he's innocent. <laughs> there were not been very, very few thus far that his grubby mitts on. Mm. Yeah, but if you're willing, and it sounds like you are, then I think we should try and set up some kind of sting operation. Um, maybe get the Dial M team involved. Okay. Just to see if we can't yeah, and I'll, pin down some of these lads once and for all. What I'll do, I'll, I'll just douse myself in petrol. So yeah. I'm just, I'm literally seconds away from being a Van Babbis. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that Hang gets out him. by the pool hall. Well, that gets him horny as hell. Now, will you be wearing the Kugel? Will you be... You'd be near a cagoule. No, I'm. You await brandishing it like a bull. You await the cagoule like a matador, not a bull. Mm. I've I've inverted their roles there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess all that remains to be said is stay careful out there, guys. Keep your eyes not to the skies, but to the outskirts of the skies. Sometimes to the outskirts of the lands, whether it's by hook or by crook, by wheel or by babis burning cagoule, ghoul. There's danger everywhere you look, and this world is intent on having you killed yeah lock up your babis lock up your babis until episode 159 i've been isaac you've been i've been declan stay safe won't you bye guys Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you.